0: Hey, this is Brent Jensen. and You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And sitting across from me this afternoon is Juno Award-winning Canadian musician, songwriter, actor, and producer, Mr. Mark Jordan. Mark, thank you very much for coming in. I'm
1: delighted to be here.
0: Welcome. It's great. Now, Mark, you've written songs for people like Rod Stewart, Diana Ross, Cher, Bette Midler, so many others. For the first time in six years, you've got your first solo record, Both Sides, is now available. And I think that was April 5th. Is that right? Yeah. So you are uh, touring to support this record. Yes.
1: Yeah, just in on Ontario for now. And then we'll probably pick it up in the fall. Okay. Again. Good.
0: Uh, Marie McLaughlin, your buddy, was in here last week. Yeah. Talking a little bit about Lunch at Allen's. <laughs> So, uh, in addition to touring uh, your new record, you still play with them a little bit, too?
1: Absolutely. It's uh, that band. It's uh, Ian Thomas, Murray, and uh, Cindy Church, and myself. And uh, it's uh, just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We we travel all that we've been. A, you know, one of the great things about that little band is um, that I've seen parts of Canada I never would have seen before. Oh, really? Yeah. And we've... Uh, because when we first started out, we played a lot of small places. So we, you'd fly into maybe, whatever, uh, Victoria or Edmonton, and then we'd drive mm. to, uh, and it's just uh, it gave me a new appreciation for Canada.
0: Yeah. Well, he was saying that you'd gone up to
1: Sudbury. Yep. We've been everywhere. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and you're still going around, right? So yeah. you still. And there's, it's just a a knock around kind of band. You just get out and and have some fun with them. It's
1: very yeah. It's you know it's guitar and uh, yeah you know that's it.
0: What does everybody play? What does what does he? Do
1: well, play? we all we play on each other. we play like a band. It's okay. not a song circle or anything. So we always have a grand piano. Yeah. And Murray plays guitar and harmonica. I I play guitar. And piano. Yeah. Murray plays piano as well. Okay. And uh, Ian plays uh, guitar and piano and mandolin. Mm. And Cindy plays uh, some accordion and a little bit of piano. I'll have to
0: catch you guys the next time you're around.
1: Yeah, it's, it's lots of fun.
0: Yeah. So you've got uh, a great song list here to talk about. Uh, the first one is Madeline Peru. And yeah. the song is You're Going to Make Me Lonesome When You Go. Let's talk about mm. that a little bit.
1: That song was written by um, Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. which I didn't actually know when I first heard Madeline do it. Okay. And um, in her early records, which this is one of them, she sounded a little bit like Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. She had that kind of uh, laid-back, smoky tone in her voice. And and I just loved th- this song, among others, on, on her CD. And then I realized it was a Bob Dylan song. Mm-hmm. Written by Bob. So I Googled that and I checked it out and I hated it. <laughs> Bob's version of it. <laughs> Bob's version of it. <laughs> I hated it. And I realized, so I, I realized what a masterful job she did. Yeah. And uh, number one, she saw through the song, saw through Dylan's vocals mm. and weird way of producing it. Yeah. She saw the song and uh and then she made it her own, yeah, and it it's uh that's not easy to do, no,
0: it's not it's a special uh, thing yeah
1: yeah and uh larry klein is uh is her producer uh, for many years, and he's i'm sure he helped shape it and anyway, it's a beautiful song mm-hmm. made beautiful by the way she sings it she's uh she's American is that right she's uh um yes, I think she is American, but she I know she I think she lived in England for a while. Yeah. But uh not 100% sure, but I, I I I remember being in Europe a couple of times and seeing her uh advertised. So I I think she spends a lot of time in
0: Yeah. And has got a lovely voice. Yeah. So your next song is uh by Rod, Rods it's the Rods version. Yeah. of
1: this. Yeah. Yeah, I um I recorded this myself. Mhm. But Rod did it better than I did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, usually the songwriter's supposed to do the definitive version. Well, I was the Bob Dylan in this one because uh, he did it. He just sang it quite sweetly. And um, the thing about that song, you know, brains love to connect dots. Mm-hmm. Like when you uh, you look up into the sky, you look at the clouds, you don't see clouds. You see your Aunt Doris oh, that's right. and a face here and a dog there. And, <laughs> yeah. But that's your brain making order out of chaos. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about the song, This, is that nobody really knows what this is. Mm. And uh, it draws you in because your brain wants to figure it out. That's right. And it wants to, wants to answer the question. Yes. So... I think uh, I was proud of that song when I wrote it, and I loved his version of it.
0: I like that that is open to interpretation. This, because yeah. as the audience, it could be my this. My interpretation of it is completely different from yours or anybody yes. else's.
1: Right? You know, I learned that on my first tour after a move to California. I toured with uh, Jimmy Buffett a lot, and mm-hmm. and same thing happened to him. But people would come up to me and they say, "Oh, I love." such and such a song because it's about yada yada yada. yeah and it was never what i wrote <laughs> it about and i <laughs> realized so that everybody takes something from the song and and makes it about them yes if you let them do it oh, you can't really do that with a country song but you but you can do it with with pop songs and and yeah. and most other types yeah. of songs because the thing is not to spell everything out
0: right I think and make it uh, open to interpretation yeah well, we want it to be about us don't we Mark so
1: we want everything to be about us that's right
0: and we love the art that we do because we see ourselves inside it we imagine yeah. that songs like that are self-representational yes and music is almost like alchemy that way we kind of make it into what it is that we think we, we need from exactly. it exactly yeah exactly next you've got Chet Baker and Almost Blue now Murray uh, when he was in last week brought in a Little Girl Blue By Chet Baker. Ah. Oh, I know that one, yeah. So that's interesting. You've got almost
1: blue hair. Well, I'm a big Chet Baker fan. I love his stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, I loved him when he was on drugs, and I loved him when he was straight. (laughs) And uh, he was uh, self-taught, played the horn all wrong, but beautifully. All wrong? Weird fingerings. Technically. Technically. Technically wrong. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can get away with stuff. I I played... um, I played the baritone horn in high school, okay, which is basically a jumbo trumpet okay and uh I also realized that that you could squeeze the right note out of a wrong fingering if you massage push it bit. and pull it and is it almost like a like a flat or a sharp yeah, yeah, but you just push it a little, yeah, and you can get the note and um so there are different ways of playing each other, and and it changes the overall. You know, sound and, and he, and of course his singing mm-hmm. was interesting because he didn't really, it was very flat without emotion. Mm-hmm. It was very much like his horn. Yeah. And, um, but there's just something about it. I don't know if it reminds me of my aunts. Mm. When I would go over to their house as a little kid, yeah. There'd be, my, my aunt Connie had this giant claritone stereo. Okay. In the 50s and there would be chet baker and sinatra coming about of these yeah. booming speakers and i've always loved that sound nostalgia yeah
0: yeah that's great um mr zero was here just before you came in from the kings oh uh, yeah uh john picard wow and uh, he says he said to say hi by the way Wow. But, uh, he also brought in a song that was very nostalgic as well, uh, the Frank Sinatra tune and Glenn Campbell. Ah. You listen to these as a kid and you hear them again as an adult and it brings you right back there. It's a magical thing,
1: isn't it? It does. It, yeah. I mean, music is stored in a interesting part of the brain. Yeah. Triggers a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Next
0: up, we have a chap named Mark Jordan and uh, uh love that love that guy. <laughs> and
1: uh well i wish i had written this song but, <laughs> walk on the wild side yeah
0: so what's the story behind this well it's on the new
1: record uh, and i did uh all but two songs i wrote i mean i only wrote two songs mm-hmm. and the rest were covers and it's the first time i've done covers and they're just songs i wanted to sing all my life so there's everything from uh Hoagy carmichael to uh oh nice to lou reed on this record, and we did it with the the Prague Symphony. But the thing about um, Wild Side is that there's never been a song for me that has captured a moment in Manhattan, a moment in history mm-hmm. like what you know, like this song. And it's also, uh, I would say, it's also the the missing link between. Beat poets of the '40s and '50s and hip hop. Ah, yeah. it's the middle. It's in the middle of those two things, and it it's similar to both. It takes genre. a little bit from both. That's a very interesting observation. Yeah, it's a it, it's a very interesting song.
0: I'm kind of looking at it from a whole new perspective now that you've framed it in that way.
1: Well, think about it, because he doesn't he doesn't really sing it, and he doesn't really speak it. That's right. It's somewhere in between. It's very minimal. And it's, you know, it's, it is like poetry.
0: Yes, it definitely is.
1: It is a poem, really, to New York. And it's all groove oriented. There's, yeah. there's like, what, two chords or something. Yeah, that's it's not it. Not really a fleshed out <laughs> masterpiece uh, musically. No. But man, is it cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. And it works. Oh, right. So good. Okay, well I'm looking forward to hearing that version on your record. Uh next, Renee Fleming and Yo Yo Ma. This is really good. New York Tenderberry.
1: Yeah. You yeah. heard that?
0: Yeah, I have. There's oh. a, it's it's quite a musical passage. The highs the lows tension. It's it's really something.
1: Yeah. And Laura Nero was a wonderful writer. Mm-hmm. I never loved her as a singer or a performer really, but she was such a brilliant writer. Yeah. She died quite young. But uh, I'm trying to think of the producer here, his name is escaping me right now. Billy Childs. Mm. He did a brilliant job. He just the whole record is he he just took these wonderful songs that were really piano and vocal songs and orchestrated them and brought in the most wonderful singers, you know, every everybody from Alison Krauss to to Renee Fleming and. Yeah. And uh, it it's a stunning record from beginning to end. Yeah. And Laura Nero, you know, uh, she sort of you don't really hear anything about her. No, you don't. But she was a a brilliant writer. She really was. And uh she had that New York thing as well. Uh, she wasn't a great singer, mm-hmm. and maybe that impacted her career, but her songs are are really something.
0: Uh, Next is Naya, and Last Night in Las Feliz, very
1: atmospheric song. Yeah. What can you say about her? I mean, I just really discovered her uh, about uh, three months ago. Oh, did you really? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I had not heard of her either. I I really enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very good. Not everything she does is great. Okay. (laughs) But but she does have a real uh, take on lyrics, and she, you know, when I— I lived near Los Feliz, okay, for years, and so it there was just something about it that took me right back there. Really, and Los Feliz is not a it's not a really exciting place. You where know? is it? I don't even know where it is. Los Feliz is in L.A. Oh, okay. I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. Okay. And uh it's just an area. I I think actually it it may have been you know L.A. was, I think twelve small towns and cities. Oh. And they amalgamated them. I didn't know that. Either. Yeah, so okay. it may have been probably Los Feliz was its own oh. thing for a while. But anyway, it all got amalgamated. Mm. Beverly Hills was its own. Yep. Yeah. And uh so was Hollywood. And, but uh you know, it's kind of a weird it is kind of a weird place in in that American sense. It's a little bit desolate. Um there's not many people on the street. Uh, everybody's, you know, in cars, so it has a kind of empty Vibe, yeah, and uh, the song captured it for me. And yeah. Her voice is so flat, and yeah, so it 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 kind of nailed it for me, and I thought it was good.
0: Yeah, it's it's it strikes me as being a little bit distant.
1: Yeah, you know, yes, I love it. Plus, she's beautiful. Yeah, she really is beautiful and distant. <laughs>
0: Your next pick, Tadeshi Trucks Band. I love this. This Oh my God. Fantastic song. The whole record's good. Revelator. Midnight in Harlem.
1: Well, Derek Trucks, you know, if, if anybody can make a guitar speak, it's him. He, he plays, um, you know, slide and, but not in a conventional way. That's right. It's, he plays like guitar, but he uses a slide just to turn the string into a human voice almost. Yeah. Just give it a, that vibrato. You can't get moving a string up and down. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much you've listened to of his, but.
0: I have. I, I find that the, I listened to the live version of this, and it, he almost adds, like, in the intro, it's like it's got an Indian flavor to it almost. Yeah.
1: You find that's that right
0: when you're expecting blues. Yeah. But it's just such a. Because it's. Yeah.
1: Has that shake almost but even the
0: note selection on top of that shake yeah is just very unique i find it's not oh. you, you know it's not the typical blues stuff Mm-mm. yeah
1: absolutely not i i agree with you and his choices are amazing yeah and uh you're right it's not straight blues but it is blues that's right but it is there's there's just another dimension and i've sometimes go down the wormhole and i'll i'll get into uh itunes or something and and just go 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 and you'll find a track where a live track of his where he just tears the you know the paint off the walls it's yeah. just when he gets going it's it's like a freight train yeah and what a singer she is his oh, wife yeah. yeah amazing
0: yeah yeah a good little combo there. Yeah, it's got a it's it's got a modern sound, but they draw on you know former things like they've got a little bit of Dixie in there. They've got that blues thing. There's a nice groove, funk.
1: Absolutely. It's uh it's really it's unique. It's unique. Yeah. They get great players in their band. The organ players brilliant. Yes. Uh, I I think it's the same guy all the time. Not not hundred percent sure of that. But I I discovered them. Uh, I was watching. Uh, the Kennedy Awards. Okay. And I think it was Obama it, during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they did a couple of songs on that show and, and just, I, I, I was just blown away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Blown away. They also incorporate horns, which I like. I like yes. Horns. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, a really nice sound.
1: Yeah. Oh, taste for days. Yeah. Absolutely, and she's a good guitar player too. You know, Is, I, don't, I don't know, not, no, I don't I, know if you've ever heard her play. No, I haven't. You know, man, she she's really good.
0: Before they, because they're married, right? Yeah. Before they got together, they both had separate careers. He was with um, the Almond Brothers.
1: Yeah, and she, his dad,
0: I think was. Yeah, you're right. Because he was playing with them at a very young age. I remember, and he was almost like a little prodigy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tadashi had her own career, I believe. Probably, yeah.
1: I would think so because uh, she's a she's a monster singer. Yeah, monster.
0: Yeah, big, big voice.
1: Yeah, yeah, and sure. pretty uh, normal woman too. Like, like I, I heard some interviews with both of them, and they were just sitting in their house and talking. Oh, really? And uh, just seemed like you know, whatever. Just a domesticated I like couple. Do <laughs> well I, I like to sing. <laughs> <Really? And> then <laughs> hello. It was just uh just knock your socks off. That's great. That's great.
0: Well, that is the end of your list, sir. This has been a great discussion. Thank you so much for coming in. I well, really thank appreciate you. it.
1: It's a it's a great idea for a show. Oh, thanks. Well really
0: good. get a new list together and uh, come back anytime. We will.
1: We will. I I've got many lists. We all do, right? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me. I enjoyed this. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome back anytime, sir. Okay. Alright, this has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen and my very special guest, Mr. Mark Jordan. Get his new record. It's called Both Sides. Till next time, folks. Take good care.
1: Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide.